Hello, and welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, a show for people who want to take their personal training businesses and fitness coaching skills to the next level. Team Alloy has been in the personal training business since 1992 and share their insights from working with businesses and brands around the world. Listen in for secrets and tips on running a successful fitness business from personal training, marketing, staff management, scaling your business, and everything in between. If you are interested in having your own personal training business, our systems are well-developed, and we are focusing on very discrete segments which we think are the secrets to success. Now, let's get started with our host. Matt, what's up? What's going on, Rick? How you doing today, man? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Good. Doing good. I wanted to talk about some core tenants today. Interesting. You wrote a uh, really good yeah, piece yeah, yeah, at yeah, the gym. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah that's so awesome. Yeah. I kind of wanted to go through them all and see if you could elaborate just a little bit more on each. Yeah, no, I'd love to. So cool. So let's, let's, let's start it up. You ready? First one is the name game. Right. What are like, because we've done this a couple of times. So before we start, like what type of core tenants are you even talking about? Uh, just kind of the core tenets of a great customer experience. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. Yeah. And this is the ones that, like, as it pertains to the session, right? The one that we recently did. Yeah. Built around okay. the gym, yep. just kind of yep. as the clients go through our facility and what we expect to happen. Got it. All right. Well, I know it should be fresh on my mind, but we might have a little bit going on these days. So tell me more. So All right. All right. Well, let's start it up. First one of a great customer experience, the name game. Yes. Yeah. Good one. So, I mean, I've talked about this a lot in different lectures where, you know, research will show that your name is the sweetest sound in all spoken language, right? Even if you're in a crowded, busy environment and you hear your name, you know, it'll perk you right up, right? So we know that that is a pleasant experience, almost a limbic response to something audible. And so just like a lot of businesses, you know, know how important a good greeting is to add the name to that greeting and then to add a time frame to it right? A minimal or maximal amount of time until someone is greeted by name is a really good idea for any business, especially personal training business where things are supposed to be more intimate and more personal by default, right? So our rule is 10 seconds or less that someone in the facility has to say hello and greet them by name. That's like as soon as they walk in the door? Ideally, yeah. I mean, listen, in our model, in a lot of personal training models, there's usually someone at the desk, but not always, right? There's just times when someone runs back to grab towels or you know, might be walking a new customer around, something like that. So then the responsibility falls on not just the desk, but anybody in the facility, right? Which means like coaches, I know that they're coaching, but in the size facility that you're typically servicing personal training, you can still look over and be like, hey, Matt, what's up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how was your weekend? Okay, good. And then just get right back to coaching, right? It's a bit of the art of that bartending that has to do with coaching, but um, that should be able to be executed by the coaches or the front desk either way. And the name game itself, like the real name game says that if you don't know someone's name and you pass within three feet of them, that you put your hand out and introduce yourself, right? Oh, so I this think, is ongoing. This is yes. throughout their whole time at the gym. Yep, oh, okay, exactly. Really cool. Yep. So anybody on staff should say hello to everyone by name. But for the purposes of this call, I, I, we try to map it out like what happens during a personal training session, if you will. And so 10 seconds within entering the facility, they are greeted by name by someone on the team. Right. So it takes some practice. You know, you sort of take for granted that your regulars know everybody and it's not a big deal, but it's a big deal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Huge deal. So listen, do it with a little bit of enthusiasm. If you can add anything personal to it. Hey, how was the thing on the week? How'd your marathon go? Well, I mean, whatever that, you know, whatever our clients are up to these days makes it even more impactful. And we're not the only brand to do that. You know, when Howard Schultz came back to Starbucks, 
you know, they were having some trouble. He left for a while. He came back. One of the things that he did that was easy for his guys to be able to execute right across the, an entire brand. I say his guys, I mean, all his team members in every single store, right. Would be to greet people within a certain amount of time, just like a basic hello. Other brands that do it well, like we have Moe's, you know, you've been yep. to Moe's before they scream, welcome to Moe's, you know, yep. I mean, there's something to that, right? You laugh about it, but it becomes a signature thing. And you think it's not important until you go back to Moe's with your kids and like, no one says anything. And you're like, oh, you know, that's how their clients will feel. Yeah. Consistent experience. Right. So I would say for any service-based business, especially personal training, greetings within 10 seconds of entering the front doors are really good. Got really it. Good idea. Awesome. All right. Let's go to the next. How about introductions? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. And that would pertain to the workout itself, right? So if you're training in a one-on-one setting, obviously the introduction is like, what's up, Matt? High five, knuckles, hug, whatever, whatever's normal for you and that particular client, right? But if you're working in a group training setting, which a lot of us are these days, whether it be boot camps or whatever, certainly what we do, which is that small group personal training, the introduction is a really important time because you're putting a group of people together. You're making a brand promise of personal training, right? So it's got to be intimate, but you also have, you know, six people together. So it's like, well, we want to build community even within the construct of personal training. Sure. So the way to do that is to do an effective introduction. And so that would, let's look at a couple of different scenarios. So if I have a brand new person to the group, right, I'm not going to embarrass them per se, but I'm just going to say, look, everybody, hey, this is Matt. You know, he just moved in from Charlotte. He's been working with a trainer there. We're pumped to have him. He's going to do great. So everybody say hello. And they'll be like, hey, Matt. Some people high five, some people handshake, you know, just kind of leave it up to the clients. If not, if everyone knows each other, the introduction is just about like, hey, everybody, what's going on? Listen, you know, we're going to work really hard today. Got a great workout plan. Everybody's got their own version, of course. But uh, before we start, you know, why don't you high five each other, knuckles, handshake, something. Yeah. You know, because if we're working together, we're going to be able to work a lot harder. Yeah. You know, you're going to yeah, enjoy definite. it more. Ease the tension a little bit. Yeah. People it's just like a, hey, welcome everyone. uncomfortable when yeah. they start. <laughs> yeah. It's also a good time, you know, like we have a systematic approach to this. If you don't, I would suggest building it to basically champion any things that have happened with clients. So like, let's say that you, Matt, came in and you had just referred a new client to the business. Well, that's something I want to champion, right? We want referrals. So I'd say, hey, guys, welcome today. You know, so-and-so's new, whatever. And I say, hey, I want to give a shout out to Matt. You just referred your friend Sally, you know, and she decided to join. So props to you. You know, we'll promise to work her twice as hard as we work you. Ha ha, you know, that kind of thing. But that's a good time to do that or to champion anything that might've happened. Like maybe you're a client that's lost landmark amount of weight, like 50 pounds, right? I'd be like, Hey, listen, guys, before we start today, I just want to give props to somebody that's here right now. And that would be Matt. He came in a year ago with a goal of losing this much. He's down 50 pounds and that is no easy feat, you know? So let's give a hand to Matt, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, that's really cool. Yep. You know, it's definitely a great way to start the session, not uncomfortable, kind of like I was saying, it's just kind of creates that community, right? Yeah. Gets them going. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, here's the thing about what we're talking about. These are the things that are do or die. Like they can't not happen, put it that way. And when people ask me a lot of times, like, how do you grade trainers, right? Like, how do you keep them accountable? Well, this is one of the ways that you do it, right? You decide on what your core tenants are or call them what you want for a great experience around a session, and then you can secret shop your own coaches through your clients and make sure that these things are happening, right? These would be seven simple questions eventually that you would hand out as a survey anonymously, like clients know that, right? And then they could then grade the coaches on whether or not they're executing the play correctly, cool. right? So you may observe it, but let's face it. I mean, people might behave a little differently if you're the manager or the owner and you're around than they would at seven o'clock at night when you're not. So this would be a great way to keep everybody honest. And if they know these things are going on, they'll be more true to running the play. 
cool. it's just human nature. It's not like people don't want to do it. Everybody wants to do a good job and provide a good experience, but they just need to make sure that it's consistently done all the time. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Number three. So after the introduction, describing the benefits of the exercises or what they're oh, doing. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, Matt, I mean, Matt's, you know, you're the head of programming. I think everyone knows that VP of program design. And, you know, we write some pretty dynamic, interesting workouts, you know, you do, and we practice those. Well, a lot of what we know is most effective, which like for lack of better terms, we just call it functional training, right? Some of the exercises can be a little odd for people, right? I mean, when we're working with a personal training crowd, which is typically a bit longer in the tooth, maybe a bit older, you know, the movement quality isn't quite what you're going to see if you're working with people in their 20s and 30s, right? So they're not going to move as well. And we're trying to get them to move better. But to do that, you almost have to stress test some of those difficult movement patterns, mm-hmm. you know, and to do that, you have to put them in good exercise. And sometimes that isn't comfortable and it feels awkward, right? And they're not on a machine where they can kind of hide out, you know? So one way to sort of bring that uh, awkwardness down a little bit is to get that emotional why buy-in from the customer and the client. And the way to do that is to explain the exercise through their lens, right? Like as trainers, we might say, wow, this is a Turkish getup. It's great for multi-planar shoulder mobility and stability and hit this and that. And I mean, the clients are like, yeah, dude, whatever. Like, I just want my ass to look better. Right? I mean, seriously, that's, that's the mentality. So what's wrong with them saying like, Hey, this is a great exercise for your love handles. Right. I mean, I know it's not a technical term, but it doesn't matter. Like that rings true through the sure. lens of the client. So what do we care? Right. doesn't matter what plane they're in and all not to them. Like I would tell you that and we would program that way, but at the same time, what's the benefit to the client. And if you know that client personally, you know, listen, we're group, we're working in groups of six or less. So we know our clients, right? We've got an app and we're looking at it saying, okay, here's Matt. He has 25 pounds to lose. He really likes to work his arms, right? So if we're doing an exercise that seems a little bit awkward, would it be wrong for me to say, hey, Matt, this is really good for your arms, by the way, you know? No, no that would be a great not. thing to say, right? So the more specific we can get, the more effective it's going to be, but at least explain the benefits. Kettlebell swing is a perfect example, right? It looks weird. You're swinging a steel ball between your legs. It's like, it looks like you're humping a camel with a steel. It's like, it's a weird move. Like, let's face it. No one knows what that does. But if you say, hey, listen, this is really good for your lower back endurance. Okay, probably, right? And it's really good. It's going to give you an amazing ass, right? I wouldn't say it that way, but it's really good for your glutes. It's really good for your butt. I would say that to people who had that as a a main goal. Why would you not? Yeah. What about like sports specific things? You know, we have a lot of tennis players, golfers around here. Of course. Yeah. What are you telling them? Well, yeah, you just relate it to their, if it's golf tennis, which we have a lot of around here, then it would not be a bad idea to say like, Hey guys, if you can work on this particular exercise and you could turn a little bit better, this is going to give you a lot more power in your golf swing for sure. And it's going to save your back. More buy-in, probably going to work a little harder. I mean, shit, you'll do anything for your golf game. Right. I mean, honestly, Yeah. yeah. So it's like not a bad idea, but basically what I'm saying is use the consumer's lens to explain the benefits of the exercise, not just show the exercises three, two, one, go. Right? Sure. It's more personal. And if you know some of the people in the group, I mean, yeah, we do the app, but if you have a communication tool for that, simply tell them the benefits through their lens is even more important. Right. And you could do that throughout the session. It doesn't have to happen really right. uh, yeah, stagnantly and, and awkwardly at the start of the session. This is for glutes. This is for chest. I mean, you don't have to do that stuff. You can do it as the session goes along. Yeah. Don't be that super technical trainer that just like saying big words and yeah. Nobody really cares. I'm saying words, multi-planar, <laughs> yeah, transverse exactly. abdominis. Like, so it's like a, yeah, that's a transformer, I believe. Cool. All right. After the description, you start exercising. The next one is touch. Tell me about that. Yes. Lots of touching, Matt. There we is. are advocates of that. I've seen your sessions. That's <laughs> why so yeah. you're not a trainer anymore. Well, let's start with that. I mean, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, no longer allowed on the floor. <laughs> Listen, 
touching means like, you know, not touching, but, but touching, you know, and, and a touch on the arm pat on the back. Right. So we know from studies outside of our industry. So, you know, we have a, a good friend that's a client here who's a physician and he goes to business seminars, you know, for physicians. And they basically say, look, if you touch a client during a patient visit, like on the arm or the back or whatever that is, like a, Hey, at a boy kind of touch, right. Then their perceived time spent with you goes up 30%, something like that. So if we know that's the truth and we know that human touch is a huge sense, if you will, one of our, our main senses, and it's going to increase the perceived personal time spent with you or give you a better customer experience, just do it. So it's really easy just to have the directive of like, okay, I've got six people in my session. Everybody in my session is getting touched, right? On the arm, the back, pat on the back, something. Knuckles. I mean, give yeah. them something, right? So try to touch everyone in the session Yeah, well, yeah I for mean, that reason. Imagine who we're generally working with. These people may be down on themselves and maybe not feeling real great. They're right. overweight. They need some positive, you know, you can do a little touch on the shoulder. It's huge. Yeah. You know, we're not all working with athletes where they're rah, rah, let's go. It's easy peasy. So yeah. Plus, sick. I don't even think that they realize that it's making them feel better, but it doesn't matter, right? It may be subliminal to a certain degree. You know, to pat them on the back. Hey, great job. Touch their arm. Hey, I just want you to know you're doing a really good job. You know, anything. Yeah. Knuckles. I mean, it just depends on your relationship with those particular clients. It could be fun, humorous. We do a lot of that as well. But got to touch everybody every session. Well, we'll do another podcast about your your touching like how, how to touch yeah, podcast be different. Yeah, that'll yeah, be good. I'll wear something different for okay. that. All right. Yeah. Perfect. We'll get back to that. All right. So after the touches in the session, another thing, um, looking for wins. Yes. That yeah. So that kind of goes, I mean, it could really go along with touching if you think about it, but looking for wins means you should find a win for every client in every session. And let's back up a minute. We're not talking about the wussification of America. Like everybody gets a trophy kind of stuff. Like, oh, you're so good. You know, if somebody's sandbagging, call them out on it. You're their coach. That's your job. All I'm saying is I'll bet you there's something that that person has improved about their health and fitness from being a part of you or your programs or your facility, right? And so that's what you need to look for. So maybe uh, here's a great example. Maybe you have a client that has a goal of losing 25 pounds and they're stuck at 15, right? Maybe they've been traveling a lot. They've had friends in, you know, things that just keep them nutritionally from reaching those goals. So they're kind of beating themselves up, right, about that. Well, looking for a win for that person might be pointing out that they now do 10 more push-ups with perfect form than they used to do, or the fact that they can do any on their toes when they used to have to do a few elevated or on their knees. That's the kind of win that I'm talking about, right? It could pertain to strength, movement quality, using more load on a certain movement, right? more range of motion. I mean, anything that you can look for just sure. to try to stay positive. And again, not, not seventh place trophy positive, but positive in a way that's meaningful to them. And you're noticing something maybe positive about their health and fitness that they didn't. Right. Oh, absolutely. Maybe it's just effort. Like, listen, it's not lost on me that you've been in here, you know, three days a week consistently for the last two months and you haven't missed. So I just want to give you props, man. Good job. Yeah. I mean, people have trained for a long time, often get lost in their programs and they really can't even see what they've improved on anymore. I mean, they're not that's not their main goal. So that awareness is is yeah. huge. I mean, how many times have we talked about this where you pull somebody out of the session, do um, what we call an accountability session, right? You bring them aside, you talk about how they're doing. Like they don't want to come see the principal, right? Because maybe they haven't had reached their weight loss goal, but you get them in there, you do a strength evaluation of some sort, which might just be like to say, again, keep it simple, max pushups. And they do 12 more than they thought they could do. Or they do five on their toes right. when they couldn't even do one on their knees or elevated, right? right? And huge. they're blown away. Talk about a positive experience, right? You leave right. here on cloud nine as opposed to, oh, you know, I didn't yeah. lose any weight. My pant size is the same. Well, it's definitely everybody gets stuck on those aesthetics, yep. losing weight. Yeah, and listen, you that. can't get away from that. You still need to address it. But I'm just saying in every session, 
try to look for some type of win and it's going to definitely enhance that customer experience again. Cool. All right. The next up is accountability. Yes. I mean, what are we here for? Right. I mean, you think the name personal trainer or coach, I think it's synonymous with accountability, holding people accountable to a certain standard or whatever that is. So the easiest way to do that is to simply make sure that they're scheduled for their next session. And there's a lot of powerful psychology behind that. So if I'm training a group of six in our setting and you're finished with your session, right? And we won't get into the details today of how we do the sessions, but we kind of let people have their own experience within the experience. So I may finish up a little earlier than, than the other people in my group, which is great. All you have to say is like, you know, hey, Matt, great job today. Listen, am I going to see you Thursday? You schedule for your next session? All I'm saying is I care about you. When am I going to see you again? Like I want to see you again, right? Yep. And so that person then knows that even though they're training in a group of six, like you miss them if they're not there. And we'll right. get into maybe on other podcasts, like ways that we also follow up, you know, and make sure that people know that they're missed. But just asking people when they're coming in next or if they're scheduled for their next session, something along those lines goes a long, long way, especially those of you guys that are listening in that might be training like even bigger groups like boot camps or like what we call team training, like large group, just plucking people out and quickly just saying, Hey, when are you going to be back? Am I going to see you guys? Maybe it's two people leaving that are friends. You guys coming in Saturday for the workout? All right. Yeah. We'll see you guys then. Right. So they're making that extra accountability commitment, not just to the schedule and to the business, sure. but to you as a person, right? Like you expect to see them and that's really powerful. So yeah, if you ever hear anybody in your facility say it's just a workout, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> you need some accountability. Exactly. They literally think they're just a number at that point. Yeah. I mean, we know this. You can get hot and sweaty workouts anywhere that you want, right? But to know that you've got a team of people that care about you enough to ask when they're going to see you again. Yep. And a lot of people listening in, if you're an owner, and this is obviously more of a business podcast, you might think like this stuff's intuitive, but I can tell you it's not for your team. So if you have people working for you, you're going to have to teach it and hold them accountable to it, right? Sure. Yeah. Keep them accountable to... Hold your clients accountable, right? Boom. Boom. <laughs> Ask them the question. <laughs> All right. Finishing it up. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, this is simple as it gets, right? Like it's a weird dynamic because clients, the great thing about personal training, we do something that we love. People pay us to do it. And then they thank us like we save their lives, right? So typically when you finish a session or a lot of times you have the client saying thank you to us, right? And it always, it's cringy when I see a client saying to a trainer, thank you after a session. And the trainer says something like, no problem. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, that kind of indicates that it's kind of a problem, right? Right. I mean, at least go with the, my pleasure, you know, at least Chick-fil-A them a little bit. It's like, come on, man. Like <laughs> no problem means like, yeah, it's kind of an issue, but yeah, whatever, you know, no problem. It's, it's not a great way to respond. So I would say that we should be thanking them back, right? So I would thank every single client at the end of every session. Hey, thanks for coming in today. You did a great job. Maybe you can combine that with a win, right? Hey, thanks for coming in today. Like those pushups were amazing, like way better than you did last time. Am I going to see you Thursday? There's three. Check, oh. check, check, right? Done. Tick, two, so seconds. this isn't that hard. It just needs to be structured, written out for your team and then for them to be held accountable. But we know there's a ton of competitors in our market. There's a lot of places to get a workout per your earlier statement. So we want to make sure that they understand that we appreciate the fact that they're here, that they are choosing to come to us and that we are committed to earning their business every single time they come to the gym. And that's what that's all about. So I don't care if they thank you first, you can give them a no, thank you, whatever that is, but thank your clients before they leave because, uh, they're the reason you're open and they're the ones that pay, keep the lights on, pay the absolutely. bills. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that is it for the seven core tenants. Same yeah, thing man, like to wrap subject. up with. Thanks um, for bringing that up. I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah, that's awesome. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did indeed. All right, Matt, we'll see you next time, buddy. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast. If you have any questions for the host or are interested in learning more about running a successful personal training business of your own, please reach out and say hello. Connect with us at www.alloypersonaltraining.com and sign up for our free newsletter to receive additional resources.